Okay. <laughs> hey, Haley. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> this is really uncomfortable for us because typically, like, we have really in-depth conversations, and now we're having one where people are going to listen to us. <laughs> yeah, it, like, feels unreal where we get each other so well and then putting something out like this you just don't know if other people are gonna get you like as much as we think we get it you like get each other you know yeah exactly they're like what the fuck are they talking like, about so that's what they do all day <laughs> that's what they do all day <laughs> when they're together weird yeah <laughs> yeah but i'm really excited we're gonna have this conversation yeah we've been like thinking about what we want to say what we want to bring to the world what we think people should know about and for me like one of my top things was, or is, mm-hmm. like, I love our friendship so much. Yeah. Like, in this sense of how we handle conflict. Yes. Which has evolved. It <laughs> has evolved over time. Like, we are so good at it. Yeah. Like, we- I seriously brag to people of how we can really, like, be triggered, have our shit come up, and we both handle it so well with grace. And, like... Of course, there's, like, some... You know, at times we don't. Yeah. But, like, we're able to communicate and talk about it in a way that... Yeah. I don't have in other relationships. Mm-hmm. By far. Yeah. We really value, I would say, like, honesty with one another. Yes. And the one thing, I think, is shame does not exist in our friendship. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're so right. Because, like, I think both of us refuse to... I know, like, there's times we both share some of the scariest things that are hard to say out loud. Mm-hmm. But, like, every time that you at least tell me those things, I just am like, okay, and? Like, you're still you. Like, I love you. Like, there's nothing that would make me not love you. So, yeah, yeah. it's just nice to have that. Yeah, we really could be, like, emotionally naked with one another. Yes, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, and just really honor one another too of where each other is at yeah I'm trying to think of an example to bring here like I don't know for me I remember one time it was during COVID so also backstory we lived together during COVID yeah right and when it, it started <laughs> yeah and I think that's how we really like got to the place we are now in our friendship yeah that is so amazing in my perspective and um I'll never forget I was like having one of those days Where I was, like, not being fulfilled or something like that. Like, I was just, like, in one of those days where everything was going wrong and I didn't understand what. Mm -hmm. And I also, like, really needed you to be there for me. And I didn't know how to communicate that to you. I don't know if you remember this. And I remember, like, sitting. (laughs) I was, like, sitting in my bed or something. Or you were out on the patio. Like, you even had to remove yourself from the apartment. Oh. And I, like, we were on the patio and we were talking about it. But then I remember being in my room And then you came into my room and I just broke down crying. I was like, I don't know what I need right now. And I don't know how to express it. And this feels so uncomfortable to explain what I need right now. Because I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And it feels a lot to be like too much. Yeah. And I remember almost not saying anything, but it was like eating me up. And you were just so patient with me. And like, you were just like, okay, like I hear you. Like I'm here. Oh my god, this um, is triggering or not triggering. It's it's bringing up so many memories. Yeah. Um and I just remember from there on there on like by me breaking the ice yeah. of like trying to talk to you when I didn't even know what I was saying 
and the fact that you were so open and receiving of me and mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Didn't shame me. You didn't get mad at me or, or anything. Cause I was being unreasonable like that day. And that changed everything for me. Yeah. It opened up so many doors of like how I could really be myself. We truly transformed in that apartment. <laughs> like that apartment saw the best and the worst of both yeah. of us. I like, we, I guess like, should we talk about how we started being friends and then kind of, t- I think COVID's like really where the meat of it is, but like a little background oh, yeah. behind like our yeah, history. True. Okay. Uh, well, I guess the first thing is me and Mariah <laughs> met when in our sorority and I was, I don't even remember the position, but you were under me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I was not very organized. And to be fair, you both of us weren't very organized at the time. And so I'd have to text Mariah sometimes. And of course I'm like waking up at 8 AM, like in a fog. And I'm like, Oh right. I have to message Mariah about this one thing. And then we became friends through. I feel like I forced us to be friends. Well, yeah, <laughs> you definitely did. Mariah's very, you guys, Mariah is like a, she's such a lovely person. <laughs> I was resistant only because I am just that way in general. Yeah. When I met you, yes, because like you were the director and I was the person underneath you. Yeah. We were, we were running fl- philanthropy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The philanthropy <laughs> like side. And I knew that my role was a really outspoken role. I was allowed yeah. to communicate everyone, everyone to the, sor- or communicate to the sorority. Yes. About other people's philanthropies. Mm. And you were just like like guiding me of how like not how to do it but like no, you need to do this this and this the and posting times yes you were the the voice of it yeah i was the voice of like mm-hmm. getting people to go to other people's philanthropy like fraternity sorority stuff and you did a great job thank you mm-hmm. um and i remember meeting you i literally remember the moment meeting you like on that, that staircase yes. yeah. and i was just like hi i'm mariah and you're like hi i'm Haley, <laughs> and um we and were then, such babies too we we're such babies and then at one point like you know because i will say like yeah. you're not like the warmest no, person I'm not to be around <laughs> you know yes. but there was something about me that totally intrigued yeah. me about you and um <laughs> i think that's why i like forced us to be friends because i remember i was gonna go live somewhere and i knew you weren't happy where you were living and i'm like you're gonna yeah. live with me yeah that's we kind of were a mod podge group mm-hmm. like we yeah. all kind of it's interesting to me that we all, like, were in the same sorority, but we didn't really have... We were all part of, like, smaller groups, and then we all came together. hmm Yeah. And, like, obviously, you're my best friend. And, like, it's just so funny that that's how it happened. Yeah. Like, through circumstance. Yeah. And I would say, too, like, back to the conflict piece of, yeah. like, I just... Like, I, to me, I pride that so much about mm-hmm. our friendship that back in the day, we mm. were so bad with one another. <laughs> we were. So bad. We were. Like, we were so toxic. Yeah. Like, not like the worst people ever, but I'll never forget me telling you, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yes. What was it about? Oh <laughs> I don't even God. remember what it was about, but I was like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. And I remember where we were. We were in our is, living room. Yeah. yeah, I do remember that, and which is such a toxic expression. And I yeah. totally understand why people say that because – when you say that kind of expression, it's like you're not really taking responsibility for your part and what happened, and you're completely, like, disregarding their own emotions and experience. Yes. Yeah, I, re- I remember because we, we were really close after, like, we started the positions in mm-hmm. the sorority. We were really close, and then we moved in together, and we were on the top floor, and we 
got so spotted heads. So Every, everything was a problem, and everything, we, and we didn't know how to communicate with each other. Yeah, at all, we did not. We were the classic like, let's not talk about it and yeah. ghost each other. Yes. And then at some points, something had to be said. Yeah. And it would only be a blow up. Yes. Such a <laughs> and meanness. Like, yeah. just not nice words towards each other. Mm-hmm. And it it was it was bad. I remember being like, how did we fall so far from being, like, so close before we moved in yeah. together? And then, like, Or at least, happened. like, friendly and, like, intrigued by one another. Yeah. yeah. And then everything. Well, yeah. I, I mean, before we moved in together, there was something that happened in my personal life where... I had to call Mariah because she was the first person I thought of. It was like 11 at night and I was like going through a breakup and a dramatic moment was happening and I called and you talked with me on the phone for 30 minutes and I was mm-hmm. like, you were the first person I thought to call. Yeah. And then we moved in together <laughs> and then things went a little rougher. But... Yeah. And something happened and who knows, and it doesn't even matter maybe what is it, what mm-hmm. it was at that point, but yeah. And then afterwards we then weren't really like that close you know because you were then still at school I was living in Portland and then it was when you moved back to Portland I was like again it was that intrigueness I was like okay Mm. we're gonna hang out like you live in Portland now you don't live two and a half hours away and so that was really great and then we decided to live together Mm -hmm. And and also I will say Mariah um when I graduated she would call me all the time be like let invite me to hang out and I was still resistant <laughs> but she like just being the sunshine person she is was very persistent and here we are today <laughs> here we are today yeah so then we were living together yeah and then not too shortly after COVID hits yeah and I would say around that time too so I already shared in my podcast episode earlier that I got really into I was always into personal development and inner work and like, you know, soul journey stuff, but it wasn't really until I started working with mentors Mm -hmm. and like being in group programs where you actually got to practice the tools and like have like really be on the court, like, like, you know, working on the stuff that you want to work on. And I remember with living with Haley, then I got to share a lot of my experiences with her and even enroll you into stepping up the game. You did. <laughs> in your life. And I was resistant to that too. <laughs> yeah, so resistant. But like, well, then what happened? Because then at one point yeah. you then signed up for a program that I was in. God. And so I... what led you there? Well, before we moved in together, I was at one of our friend's house that you lived with at the time. Mm-hmm. And you told me about this course. Yeah. And you, you, that obviously it had had that profound impact on you. And that I left that conversation remembering it. And sometimes the things we need the most, we resist the most. Um, and I know there was multiple months of you really guiding me, gently pushing whatever um, towards it. And I don't, I just like, I think it was like, I was just unhappy in my life. Nothing was changing. Like it was just stagnant. Like it just felt so stale. And I was like, I want to, I can't have this anymore. I'm not happy. I'm not achieving anything I want. Like, if it's not working, you got to try something else. And I think that's what it was. Even though, you know, I'm really, money's a weird thing for me. That was the biggest hurdle. Yeah. It's <laughs> me like, okay, I'll pay the money for it. But it, it was life changing. I remember. Yeah. And then, and then we got, then we had the same language. I think that was it. We were then able to communicate with the same words and understand each other in yeah. a way we hadn't before. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like that's the biggest game changer when you start to get into really conscious self-awareness and use these uh, uh, conscious communication tools. It completely changes the game where it does even make like, do I dare say like any kind of conflict be like sexy because you can like, you just, you're not like uncomfortable, like how am I trying to say this? You're uncomfortable with it, but it's so much easeful to do. So do you mean? Yeah. So when you have the same like, like communication language, Mm -hmm. it makes conflict so much more easeful. And I think too, for me, because we then had a deeper sense of awareness of who we even are as people and we're both on the same level in that self-discovery that I feel like we also had this like deep underlying respect for one another yeah and I also think it a lot of our friendship is we have different values for for sure but a, a lot of our core values are the same yeah and I think that helped too mm-hmm. and just knowing like we have integrity we want to continue to grow as people yeah and we value friendship and love and family yeah. like those are some important things and i think that's a big part of who we are yeah an example i would say of um i guess one piece that it comes to mind of like how we deal with conflict with one another so like to paint the picture for people yeah is um so I, as everyone probably knows, I so I used to be a major major people pleaser, trying to make everyone happy all the time, completely abandoning abandoning myself and like making sure everyone was okay and not ever thinking about myself. And so this one time, between the man I was with and Haley, I was trying to make plans, but I was trying to make both of them happy at the moment. And anyone knows if you are a people pleaser or whatever your thing is, like. It does take conscious effort to not be it because you've only known that your whole life. And so there is times where this slips up. And for me, my thing is when I'm making plans, <laughs> it's sometimes hard for me to like, d- to, it's hard for me to disappoint someone. So I really try to do make everyone happy. And I'll never forget this one time when I was, you know what I'm talking about, Haley? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. Um, so we were at, her, at Haley's place and I was trying to make that happen. And then Haley called me out for it. Was like, you're not going to do this. Like you're here with me today. You promised me to be here today. We're not going to go. You're not going to make it happen by seeing him too. And we were both so triggered by each other. Like, I, like she was triggered because of me not keeping my, almost keeping my word to hang out with her the whole day. And then I'm triggered because I'm like, fuck, I'm already disappointing someone. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, but at the same time, like, you didn't ever, like, start yelling at me and, call, and like, you know, attacking my character or whatever. You, at least in my experience, you clearly stated what was happening for you and what was happening in this moment like the actual truth like you called me out being like I can see that you're trying to make everyone happy but you committed to me today Mm -hmm. and like this isn't okay if you're going to try to also see him today yeah we set a boundary after that conversation we made an agreement yeah that the next time like when you well for both of us but specifically this when someone agrees to something we're sticking to that because 
to me, it felt like I wasn't good enough. And, and the part that probably most people know is always make it about how you're feeling, not mm-hmm. about what the other person is doing, because that is hurtful. So it's like, I feel like I'm not good enough because you're, I feel you're choosing this person over me. And if you would have stated that from the beginning, then I would at least have that expectation not, that you wanted to see them that day, right? But now that it's coming out of the blue, I just feel taken aback. I feel surprised. I feel shocked. I feel hurt. Let's just try and address this in a different way next time. Yeah. Like plan a plan <clears throat> accordingly. Um, yeah. That's beautiful. I love what you said about like really making it about yourself. Cause mm-hmm. that also feels like responsible, right? Like you're not blaming me kind of for, or like, mm-hmm. you know, you're not like attacking me, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you're really coming from own personal responsibility of your feelings and stuff. And, like, me understanding your world and what's happening for you. And, I mean, we both have such different life experiences that there's so much projection that can happen. And so it's like, you have not lived the life I have. You will never know what it is like to be in my body and vice versa. And so how can you fully understand those moments? And, like, it's just you projection (laughs) the way that I see the world is so differently colored than yours that I can only be responsible for realizing when I'm getting triggered or upset Mm -hmm. I'm responsible for that just because you're triggering me that's not my fault (laughs) or not your fault Mm -hmm. (laughs) I need to go back and say okay how do I react like am I identifying this behavior or like emotions coming up yeah how do I, what do I want to do about it? Yeah. Be conscious about it rather than just be like going off. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And it really is true because yeah, your triggers are happening in your own body <laughs> and stuff. And it's like triggers aren't bad. Like it's no. not a bad thing. It's not something that we should run from. I honestly think it's a huge red flag if you're ever in a relationship with someone and you're not triggered by something that they do, Yeah, <laughs> you know, or nothing's not happening. Like a no kind of contraction. Cause to me, I see that as like almost like, law like you know we breathe we expand and then our body contracts as we breathe and it's like that's how I also see in relationships like there's gonna be things that come up that come up that will be in disagreement or conflicting or something like that and in that moment or when we were in that in that conversation I remember being so triggered I had to leave your apartment yeah and I went to the stairwell I was crying and I was just like I'll never forget just like sitting there and being like, okay, I really care about Haley and I really care about the situation. Like, like what is going on for me? Like, where can I take responsibility here? And I was really going through this whole thing and like coaching myself even of being like, like, what's your actual desire here? Like, you know, you, um, you know, care about keeping your word with her, you know, and also it's okay to disappoint people or not make people happy. And then I remember coming back into the room and I totally just like surrendered or like not surrendered, but just like, I just totally got you. Yeah. And was like, yeah, you're right. Well, and another Like I I surrendered the ego (laughs) of me trying to fight it and being like, well, like I'm only here for a weekend, so I have to see everyone. You know, I could have so easy pulled that card, but I was like, yeah, okay. Like I really see my part here. Like, I'm 100% responsible, and 
for this for my side of the street in this and yeah we had like a beautiful conversation afterwards and yep which led to the no boundary yeah which felt so good for the both of us and also another thing that has come up for both of us is leaving a conversation when we're in the middle to me I know that's what Mariah does she needs time I understand that. I don't take it personally. Like, I just, I know that's what you need to do. Just Mm -hmm. like I have behaviors that I do when I'm feeling overwhelmed, which is usually crying. But like when you left, I just, I didn't feel triggered by it or that you were leaving because you didn't care or any of that. I was just like, no, she's doing what she needs to do to take care of herself. Yeah. And it will come back. And that's one of the things in our friendship. We know that we're always going to come back and address the situation. Always. Yeah. There's never been a time we haven't. And so I'm like, okay, great. Like this, I know this conversation's not over, but she just needs time. And then, and we'll resolve it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the piece where we really respect, respect about one another. Mm-hmm. And we respect each other's sovereignty in that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you trusted me that I was doing what I needed to take care of myself. Yeah. And, and, I didn't even, and, it, it and even yeah, and then you even bringing it up, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, Haley's taking care of herself. Mm-hmm. She's not gonna let me get away with this because this is what's bothering her, yeah. you know. Which like it's so easy to just get mad at you for getting mad about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I could have easily been like, oh well, don't worry about it. Like you know, everything's fine. But like, no, it mattered to you. Mm-hmm. So even I respected you bringing it up. Bringing it up. Yeah, we've had some interesting times there was even I want to talk about yesterday when we were with each other for the first time the last time I saw you was I believe this summer and me and Ryan talk not daily but we talk when we especially when we're on the phone we talk for long periods of time at least an hour and it was awkward as Fuck, I don't know if you... Are you okay with cursing? <laughs> Do you know me? I know, right? It's a stupid question. I don't trust like, people who don't curse. Let's just put it that way. I'm like, are we going to bleep this? Anyways, but when we got in the car, it was awkward. It was awkward. We, like, talk so much. Mariah's probably one of the people I talk to the most, but it was uncomfortable. And we addressed that. Yeah, we were like, this feels a little weird right now. But, like, it was kind of after we were, like, with each other and we were in the weirdness yeah. moment. It wasn't just like, oh, this is weird, we're together. It was like... We were both in the moment of, like, the weirdness. Yeah. And we turned and addressed it. And it felt so good because I'm like, I mean, if you're ever on a first date or, like, yeah, with a family member that you haven't seen in a while, like, sometimes it just takes a while to get back in that energy and it just felt good to acknowledge it and be like, yeah, let's, like, and then it kind of just, like, Dis- oh, I don't know if I'm going to say this word right. Disseparated? Disseparated? Um, Disseparated? <laughs> Do you know what word? People are probably like, it's this word. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I love- Disseparated. Yes. <laughs> I love that you bring that up because, like, I, we really do value communication. Totally. Like, 100% when it's ugly, when it's awkward, even when it's beautiful. And yeah, acknowledging, acknowledging those moments is so important. I was listening to one of my favorite doms the other day and she was saying when she, when she trains doms, there's sometimes experiences where like the dom doesn't know what to do the the sub, like they don't know what to do in the scene next and stuff like that. And she was saying like, well, why don't you call that out? Mm -hmm. And like, be like, Ooh, like, I don't know what I'm going to do with you next, (laughs) but like, I'm going to pleasurably sit here until it comes to me. (laughs) And it's like, oh my God, that's so cool. And it's like, I feel like you and I are so passionate about like addressing the elephant in the room always. Always. 
when it's been very ugly. Yeah. And, and very beautiful. And also, like, very subtle, too. Like, mm-hmm. something came up today where I was like, hey, like, are you okay with us? What was the situation? Um, without naming names. <laughs> what was the situation? If something came up where I was like, oh, like, would you be okay if we do this? Mm. And you were like, no. You were like, Mariah, like, my body's contracting right now. Thank you for asking me. But, like, this is a no. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. It was the thing with our our plans today with, like, with someone who's here. And so... I, for me, yes, that is one thing that can be really uncomfortable. Both of us, I think, tend... We're getting better at boundaries, but we haven't always been good at boundaries in the past. Mm-hmm. And I... I will just say, like, I can be with my closest people. I can be, like, possessive in a way. I don't know if that makes sense. But, like... I'm just not naturally like a friends with everyone type person. Mm -hmm. And so I do like to like, well, it actually kind of goes back to the thing we were just talking about. We didn't talk about having extra plans with certain people today. So my expectation was it was just going to be us Mm. today. And so when it's like, oh, we're opening this to other people, I'm like, what? (laughs) So what we talked about, the rest of the days are going to be open to other people. And so it goes back to that original boundary that we were just talking about a little bit Mm -hmm. ago. Right. And it makes me, it like, it really is that like intimacy and connection is an ongoing process. It is not like, oh, once you're connected and best friends, that's when you like stop like caring about all these things. Right. Yeah. Um, Gotta keep yeah. commu- like even though we know each other pretty well like, yeah there's it still comes up right because we're both constantly evolving and changing and having different needs and desires and like that requires communicating with one another about it which could be so like even on an unconscious level not something to even think about yeah that's true yeah so so another thing too is when we were living with each other in covid Obviously, we got really good at communicating, setting boundaries, really getting one another. And I then was getting into my erotic coach training. So this is when I was working with my top mentor, Jaya. I was in this huge program that had like 200 people in it. And it was this really intensive like eight months I had to have. And so, of course, in this place, I started to expand like my own openness in erotica and like sexuality where I was noticing Haley was having an interest towards it and so I got an invitation one time to go to a sex club and Haley was like okay yeah let's go <laughs> oh my god it was thrilling let me tell you yeah um, yeah do you want to explain what yeah, we did that night yeah so I just want to like walk through the process of like and because if anyone's ever been to a sex club before and stuff like that of course it could be like what the fuck like that's really crazy really scary and stuff like that so um again I just like love our friendship so much because we could be so open with each other in all areas of our lives like literally And so we, like, got ready. We put on lingerie. We were also wearing, like, some kind of trench coat there. And, um, yeah, it was really cool. We both, like, on our way there, we, like, set an intention of what we wanted the night to be like. We also went over our boundaries of what, um, you know, what what we'd be okay with, what we weren't going to be okay with. 
Um, like for me, I had no intention of having sex with anyone there. I had no intention of like hooking up with anyone or like touching anyone. Like that was not, um, those were kind of like my nose. Like I really wanted to be in an observer place, especially going there new. Yeah. Um, I think I, mine was definitely from an observant standpoint because while Mariah had been exposed to this, more of this community, I had only seen it through her lens. And so I, when I heard sex club, I'm like, what are you about to take me to? I'm excited, but what is this? Um, and yeah, I was like, I will be watching. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it was so beautiful. And I just really appreciate we like really respected one another as we were like on our way there, because at that point I had never been to one before. It was at like this convention center kind of thing, um, in Portland. And so, um, you know, we were both just, like, also committing to, like, be there for one another and, like, not get, like, again, like, not knowing what they're like. Like, we didn't want to get in a bad situation where our own boundaries would be crossed. And, of course, then when we got there, everything was so consensual. Like, they, this kind of club had different, like, booths of, like, playing. So, like, they had, like, a, a place where you could, like, go on this cross and, like, be whipped there was another one that had bondage and like all this kind of stuff and you know what I really love about this world is everything is about safety and consent like no one's forcing anyone to do anything it's all consensual based if anyone does talk to you and want to play with you in any way they are going to ask you and they are going to respect your no which is like so what this world needs in so many ways um which like completely like opened my heart even more to this world because it's just like really there's such a layer of love there while also love of like playing exploring like you know being in your in like um touching in your turn-ons and stuff like that whether you're kinky sexual sensual like energetic and um so with that someone did actually a couple came up to us And they were talking with us and stuff like that. And then they're like, they kind of like got the vibe that we were on like our more kinky side. And then they invited us to, (laughs) so they invited us to play on this one like instrument (laughs) that was there at the, um, at the exhibit event club. (laughs) And... I remember it being so edgy for me. I was like, oh my gosh, we don't even know these people. Like, and things like that. Even though everything was consensual, they were asking us so many questions of what we were okay with and things like that. So already, like, I did feel so safe. And and, and then I was like, oh my gosh, what is this going to be like? Like, it felt like I was going to be like emotionally like naked kind of like on this thing, even though we were fully clothed, there was nothing out. It wasn't even a sexual like thing that we were doing with these people. Um, and I just remember when it was happening, I like put myself in this position and just like completely had to surrender inside and just really find, like drop into my body instead of all of the noise of like, this is so crazy. This is so out of here and things like that. Cause that, that I could just tell like I was safe, but it was just all this external noise going on. And then in that moment, then when um, it was then happening to me in this moment, it was so exhilarating and it felt so good. And I was just like, it felt like almost like, 
when you're afraid to jump off a cliff, kind of. Like, you have all these, like, jittery excitement. You're like, oh, my gosh, I shouldn't do this. I blah, blah, blah. But then you do it, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm okay. Like, I'm safe. Like, I got myself. Haley's here with me. Um, These people are, like, feel so safe with me. They've been so kind and generous. And it was just such a beautiful experience where we were all like exploring each other's eroticism and I just want to say that for anyone listening if like even going to something like a sex club would be crazy just like it could be or it could be so beautiful and yeah just a beautiful moment yeah and like just jumping off the cliff and doing it like it really doesn't mean anything about like the taboo things that are out there about it well and I remember when they asked us we were both like little children, like looking at each other, being like, should we? <laughs> Do you want to? And then it's like, I will speak for myself and that like, it's always something that I wanted to do, but I would never have said yes if Mariah wasn't there just because I, like what she was saying, you know, I was like the taboo and everything. It freaked me out a little bit because I had just never done it. And then when I did it, I was like, cool. <laughs> like it Yeah, lit. you were in your zone. You're like, this is what I live for. Oh my god, I was so excited. Like I left like with like a smile just plastered on my face. And then having like, you know, a friend and a partner there, like to be there with you and like a new experience made it so much better. And I think it even saw we gotta see deeper into each other. Like we'd always talked about stuff like that, but we hadn't ever experience something like that and so it I think it like added a chain link to our friendship chain Mm -hmm. as an analogy but it was truly incredible it was not scary it was safe and to like have someone that you trust there with you who's not gonna lead you astray who's got you um was really beautiful yeah and it was so much fun it was I love you said they got us a chain link into our friendship too because like we really had such a deep trust for one another and, like, knowing that, like, like I wasn't going to do it if you weren't going to do it. Like, Same. I was going to have your back, like, through it all. Like, your safetyness, like, w- was what I cared about most. And that's even what I love so much about this world, too, mm-hmm. is just that deeper layer of, like, getting another human being and also sitting for each other's, like, excitement and, like, what is taboo and to jump, jump into the taboo things and... um. You know, it's just in that moment, I was like, no wonder people talk shit about this kind of stuff because like it actually is so exhilarating and exciting. Yeah, I think when it was happening, we both looked at each other and we were both just like giggling and laughing. (laughs) Yeah, we were. And we were like, oh my God, can you believe this is happening? Like it was just such a, it was so innocent in a way. Yeah. Like it was just crazy, but it was, I mean, it opened kind of a new world for us in a way. Yeah. And I, I, I just remember that night in such like a high regard. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely deepened our friendship so much. It which really did. Yeah. Which like, it's, yeah, I, yeah. So I just love us so much and we have totally upgraded in our friendship the past three years where I feel like so many things that we have gone through and experiences that we had where in our, in normal society, it could have so easily been like dump this friend or something like that. Not that we've done anything malicious towards one another, but 
we, I say, really value each other's vulnerability, being in each other's own passions and like taking self-responsibility. Like those are, that's like hard shit to do. And it's like, again, I love how you said that we're so not, we don't shame one another and we really support each other through and through. So maybe we can end this by saying something that like we love about our friendship. Like, I mean, so much of this episode has been about that, but I guess maybe like a core, a core nugget that would, um, you know, really bring it all together. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'll go first. I think one of the things for me is as soon as me and Mariah are here, we're like, okay, we need to do a photo shoot. And we're just so comfortable in our bodies that like, we just do whatever makes us feel good. It's not for anyone's attention. It's not because we're just, I don't know, crazy. I I don't know. But we, you know, we're, we just do the most insane things that like, I bring me so much joy. Photo shoots and the towels. We look so hot. We look amazing. <laughs> Photo shoots in your back parking lot in bikinis with a cowboy hat on. Fantastic. <laughs> Who else is posting these pictures <laughs> on Instagram? And it's not even about that, but like we look and we're having so much fun. And I just wish more people felt comfortable also posting that kind of stuff because we are not only hot right now, but as Mariah says, hot for life. <laughs> and like we are going to have these moments to always look back on. We will probably, when we are 80, be in our towels taking photos, <laughs> posting to whatever social media is at the time because we're hot. <laughs> oh my God. I love that so much. And yeah, even like this morning, we both took a shower and then like, I'm out here, like Haley, then my windows are all open. My doors are open. And I live in an interior corridor apartment complex. Then I just look over at Haley. She's in her <laughs> towel on her phone. I'm like, oh my God, all my windows are out. And then I'm walking around naked. I'm like, there's just no shame here of like, you know, it's almost like, at least for me, being so proud to be the naked neighbor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and it was just, we were both moving around. Like that didn't even matter. Like, you know, it was just, I just so appreciate being around you. Cause I really feel like I could fully be myself in yeah. like so many ways and not have any judgments toward my, towards myself, towards you. And yeah, those are like the moments that for me, our friendship just like, is just so beautiful. And again, with like the conflict pieces, going to sex clubs, supporting each other in all ways. And we also have the most amazing deep talks about like things that would go on in our life, but we really get on that deep level and really personally like look at our own stuff. Like we're really not here to go to the blaming of ex- external factors. Like, you know, we don't really play that card game and we're here to ask questions to one another and it's just so beautiful and I love you so much I love you too <laughs> I wish you lived closer <laughs> Me too. to Portland but yeah I mean, you know yeah I'll, so cool I'll fly for you mm-hmm. yeah so hope you guys enjoyed this let me know what you got from this um thanks for being here bye <laughs>